Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Tuesday, March 28th, 2023. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, why one Senate Republican is holding up military promotions. Number two, what to watch when it comes to the financial services hearing today. And number three, getting to know Representative Nancy Mace through the leader's profile. All right, Jake, let's get into it. The top of Punchbowl News AM this morning is a look uh, at Senator Tommy Tuberville from Alabama, uh, the Republican who is single-handedly blocking the promotions of military commanders assigned to key jurisdictions in the Indo-Pacific, the Middle East, and NATO. He's doing this in order to compel the Pentagon to reverse a February policy directive that gives service members increased access to abortion services. This includes granting administrative leave and pay for associated travel costs. Uh, but the tactic is raised, getting some raised eyebrows across uh, not only from Democrats, but also from Republicans. Raising some hackles, so to speak. Um, yeah, this is, listen, this is, Tuberville is basically saying he's going to hold up all of these promotions in the military because of abortion policy. Now, some of these folks... Um, their previous job effectively expires at the end of um, uh, soon. So if they're not promoted, they can't they can't continue to work. And um, so a few things that are going on at once. Number one, Tuberville um, has the support of his of his colleagues. We don't know if he has the support of his leadership. Obviously, Mitch McConnell is not not around, but um, he had a call with Lloyd Austin. Um, the defense secretary, and this has not been this has not been resolved. Now he makes the argument that um, the Pentagon is basically circumventing law, right? Is circumventing what's basically um, uh, not allowed, which is you know government or taxpayer support of abortion. Um, and uh, there's no sign that this is going to relent. And and. I would. I think it's obvious from the item this morning, if you read it, which everyone should, um, it is. It's causing some problems in the House, in the Senate Republican Conference, rather, because you know this. The Senate is very um, sensitive when it comes to military readiness, right? Because as Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer say, they're in the personnel business as well as the legislative business. And um, if this might seem like a way to achieve policy, and it's a it's a it's a fair use of power, right? You can do this. This is, this is allowed as a senator, um, but. There are implications that go beyond um, uh, just trying to achieve policy, and that's what Tuberville's finding out. Absolutely, and you you know see some some criticism in the item, or or certainly some some of his fellow lawmakers questioning the strategy. Um, and and other, while others are saying, you know, on the Democratic side, you know, dig in, you know, that the that the military should not be reversing this policy and, and should not kind of you know step. Back from the threat of of the Tuberville has is doing there, and to say that you know th- that they're not going to you know do any of the military promotions. So um, un- unclear how this is going to resolve itself uh, anytime soon, but certainly something we will be watching very closely. Uh, let's move on to the number two story of the morning. Uh, our very own Brendan 
Peterson, uh, who covers financial services for us, has a very good look at uh, this week's bank hearings. Uh, The nation's top bank regulators will testify before Congress today and Wednesday, launching some of the most anticipated hearings on financial policy in years. Of course, the issue on everyone's minds, the health of the U.S. banking system following two dramatic failures earlier this month. Well, what a morning for us to be having House Financial Services Chair Patrick McHenry in a live Punchbowl News event, Anna. 9 a.m., you can stream it or join us on Capitol Hill uh, at The Roost. And if you are listening to this after 9 a.m. East Coast time in uh, in Washington, we will have coverage of the event in the midday edition today, which is Tuesday, and on Wednesday morning in the a.m. edition. Um, if I have that right. I think I do, Anna, right? You do. Very good. Thank you. <laughs> okay, well, as somebody who's in charge of the additions, I'm hoping that I have it right or else or else we're in trouble. Um, uh, and we might be in trouble anyway because, you know, it's a long week. Anyway, Federal Reserve, Treasury, FDIC officials. Michael Barr from the Fed, Nellie Lank from the Treasury, and Marty Gruenberg from the FDIC all in front of House Financial Services on Wednesday and banking today. Obviously, Silicon Valley Bank, a big issue for all these folks. There's a lot that's going on. Um, uh, Gruenberg, interestingly enough, is going to talk about how the FDIC is reviewing, is the word I'm looking for, the deposit insurance system. Remember, all of your deposits up to $250,000 are insured in every bank. If you are a billionaire like... Not like us, but like somebody. <laughs> I, you better hope that your assets are spread across a bunch of different accounts because you are only insured up to two hundred fifty grand. Uh, there have been calls from some people, not the administration, yet, um, to raise that insured deposit limit. Um, Patrick McHenry has said basically the administration hasn't asked him, so he doesn't. You know, he doesn't feel the need to do it. Um, you know, there's a. Uh, a lot to talk about with all of these, um, uh, all of these officials, and it's the first opportunity that they'll all be in front of Congress, um, and uh, it'll be fascinating to see. Uh, a lot of dynamics worth worth considering. And remember, Republicans are basically blaming the regulators. Democrats are also kind of blaming the regulators. There's no one at this point testifying from the old Silicon Valley Bank management. We had, I anticipate, Anna, that's going to happen at some point, but we'll have to see. Yeah, I think the other thing that is going to be um, just, just worth watching is the fact that I think you're going to get a lot of questions here this morning about the role of social media in the panic that led to the collapse of these banks, uh, the $42 billion in deposits that rushed out of SVB in less than 48 hours was historically large, and of course at bre- breakneck pace. Um, but you know, I think that, I think that is going to be the question, right? I mean, just as we get through, it's, it's just, uh, you know, in the era that we're living in, whether it's the TikTok hearings or whether it's the SVB collapse, it's kind of the role of social media and, and what that can happen in terms of social contagion going to be a dynamic that we haven't had Congress kind of look into, uh, in the, in this kind of issue before and going to be something that, uh, will be interesting to see how the regulators view social media and what happened. Let's move on to the number three story of the morning. We are out with our fourth and final profile of the leaders, a project that we have been working on in partnership with Google. Uh, Today's profile, Jake, is on Representative Nancy Mace, uh, the Republican from South Carolina, and how she wants the federal government to get out of the way for small business. 
you know, she, of course, positions herself as a different kind of Republican, um, oftentimes roasting GOP and her fellow Republican lawmakers nearly as often as she does Democrats. Um, But a really interesting look here about what she wants to happen in South Carolina, how she thinks that uh, her district, which includes parts of Charleston, can play a key role uh, in the future of the the uh, country's economy, particularly being home to Boeing factories and Mercedes-Benz plants, uh, and, and sees it as a fast-growing hub for innovation, Jake. Yeah, um, the, the a few interesting things about Mace. You, you noted that she's a different kind of Republican, views herself as a different kind of Republican. I think that's a uh, mostly fair representation of of who she is. Now, I will say this, her district is, you know, there's been a lot written about the influx of northerners, uh, more liberal northerners to the Charleston area. Uh, this is a district, aside from the one um, uh, majority black district in South Carolina, this is, which is a Democratic district represented by Jim Clyburn, this district is probably the the most susceptible to be to political challenges. We've seen people run against Mace. She's won in the past. Um, she survived a tough primary in uh, this last cycle. And um, the uh, uh, this her political positioning is is necessary for her district. So I think it's very interesting. Very big fan of this project, Anna. Um, check it out. This is our last installment, uh, Nancy Mace. And uh, I think it'll be fun to read. All right. With that, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. If you like The Daily Punched, talk about it, share it on social media. It's the best way for others to find out about The Daily Punch. You can also subscribe to get more than just our quick wrap every morning about what's happening in the news uh, in our free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.